Welcome to the Thrive Church weekly message. We hope you enjoy this message and we pray that it blesses you. For more information about this podcast or other resources, visit thrivechurch.co.nz. So yeah, we have, uh, we're tying up the True Riches uh, series this week and it's been a really fun series and, and my heart for it is to be really just kind of to share the why God's calling us to uh, engage with Him in every sphere of our life, including our finances. That uh, We don't just kind of like the money goes in the bank and God doesn't see it, um, but He actually is engaged with our finances, um, and because that's a realm that we have to steward as a part of our life. It's a significant realm, and Jesus talked a lot about money in the Bible, more so than just about any other topic, believe it or not. So we just thought we'll spend three weeks just talking about the why and just believing that the Holy Spirit is going to speak to every single one of us about you know how God is calling us to step out or, or to do whatever with what we're stewarding at this time. So it's going to be good today because we've got Gareth uh, up first. First, so let's give Gareth a hand, Gareth de Almeida. And he is, him and Abby and family have been in our church now for about a year or so, and he's currently uh, overseeing, running our men's ministry, and we think that's pretty awesome. We love you guys, and just as so, uh, you inspire us, actually, as a church, and as men, you know, I'm inspired. Uh, every time I get around you, and uh, yeah, bro. Man love, all right? Be on it. <laughs> um, mate, so first question, how have you seen God at work in your finances? Yeah, so God's been hugely involved in me and my family's um, finances. And I think um, understanding kingdom finance was a, key to, to, a big key to it in the first place. So the question of why um, should we involve God in our finances really needed to be turned around. And the question needed to be asked, um, why should God include us in his finances? And I think um, understanding that um, gives you, unlocks the keys to the, you know, kingdom finance. Um, you know, it says in the word, as you give, you shall receive. Um, and then when you give, you've got to have faith um, that it is going to come back. Um, and that's a journey that you've got to walk out. And, um, you know, a huge amount of trust, huge amount of trust and a huge amount of faith is required. Um, but it does come back and it's, you know, it's proved to be, um, yeah, just, I, I guess the journey is, is a faith one, because God doesn't actually need your money. Um, he's not running out of cash up there. Um, he, and how do we know that? Because when we give it to him, he doubles it and gives it back. He wouldn't do that if he actually needed it, he'd just keep it. So, <laughs> and he doesn't. So it is a faith thing, um, and yeah, that's, that's the real walk, um, to be obedient and faithful in it. And how have you seen him practically giving back to you as a family, as a business? Yeah, just share a quick story. Yeah, so just a um, minute 42. Just quickly. Um, <laughs> um, so we, yeah, me and my wife, we um, started with nothing or less than nothing. We had um, three kids, no house. I'd lost my job. Um, we didn't, yeah, we didn't have anything. And God really put it on our hearts to um, take everything we had, all the, the shrapnel at that stage, and um, put it into the bucket and that was obviously tough, um, you know, f- you know, the essentials, food and things like that is obviously the first thing on your mind, but we, we were obedient in that, and we had absolute faith that he was going to return that, and he did, and, um, you know, I ended up getting a job, and we ended up um, covering our costs, and then he then stretched us again, and he said, hey, I want to really push the boat out with the faith thing, and I actually want you to give 10% of what you need to earn to be comfortable, 
Um, and that was a massive stretch for us. That wasn't um, anywhere near 10% of what we were earning. That was heaps. And we did that, and long story short, he, he, he tripled it. Um, he's given us a business with five staff, um, two of which work here, which we'll have to talk to them about their input later. Um, but no, we've got five staff. We've got three different teams. We've got um, jobs on all over the show, and um, he's absolutely blessed us. But none of that would happen if we don't grasp the concept of um, faith at the start of it, faith and obedience. That's awesome. So you see what you're doing as a real partnership between, you know, heaven and your life. Like, Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, we're just blessed to um, be entrusted with finance. I don't think, you know, God doesn't entrust us with the finance until we can prove ourselves, and, and that's proved through faith. I mean, the um, kingdom currency is faith, and um, you've got to show it to get it. Yeah. Come on. Let's give Gareth a hand. Thanks, mate. Yeah. And we're going to invite up Katie. So keep clapping right now because Katie Husband's coming to the front and she's going to uh, share with us her journey in, um, as a business owner in this town. And, and we uh, certainly, um, I mean, I've been on a business experience uh, adventure with God as well. And, it, and um, when he called me to business, I feel like it's a call as well. He said to me at the time, because I'd, I'd laid my life down, my year down for him, and I was like, God, what do you want me to do with my life? What... I was 22 at the time. Where am I going? What am I doing? And he just said youth and business at that time. And they were just two triggers for me to go, you know, God is actually calling me to both equally, and he's got a plan to unfold in those spheres of our lives. So we see business as a really, really important part of uh, our church family and also about uh, being in the business community. Like, we are called to be salt and light. So, Katie, recently you've become a business owner. Tell us the story. Thank you. Um, I've got my iPad, so I can try to stick to my three minutes too. Um, there's some of you that know that for many, many years I've struggled with my desires and dreams and um, my skill set. I've found it difficult to reconcile a place for um, my desires within God's kingdom and see the rele- relevance of them in assisting the furthering of God's kingdom. Um, they're not really third world skills. Um, over the last couple of years, God's really challenged my thinking in this area. And made me realise that every socio-economic area um, needs him. Every town and every city and every person around um, that might look like they have it together need him just as much as those in the third world context. I can't really tell you about a specific dream, but rather that I had a set of desires, um, and even those I probably found difficult to articulate. I knew what I liked. I knew what excited me. I loved listening to Edward tell me about his role in business, the teams that he was working with, what he was doing and um, and learning in his kind of business world. I loved the idea of business management um, and I loved being creative. At the beginning of 2015, two things really started off the process of realising one of my dreams. Um, Firstly, the... the, um, context that Glenn put around our year, which was to create a scene for 2015. This really impacted me and I really grasped a hold of it and I really wanted it for my own life. I felt that this was a year not of consolidation and rest, but a year of change. Also, um, as a connect group, we studied Lance Walnut at the beginning of um, last year. And um, some of the things that he talked about, we were looking at him in a business context, um, really got me thinking. He, he talked about your sandbox and how um, if you want to have more influence, you've got to increase the size of your sandbox. He talked about our ability to influence people in situations and events um, and the presence of God that we bring into a room. Um, and it was all really exciting and, and stimulating. 
So at the beginning of 2015, Edward and I were looking at buying a hospitality business. Um, we got quite far through that process, but we said right at the beginning that um, we would take advice from people that knew more than us because we had no experience in that sector at all. Um, and as we... Um, as we journeyed through the process of, of purchasing the business, we learnt, we learnt a lot. Towards the end and the final days where we had to kind of sign on the dotted line, um, two major things were apparent. One of the people that we, um, that we decided was sort of a business mentor for us thought it was a really bad idea. Um, and also I went through a, a balance sheet process, which was working out um, what signified balance in my life and in our lives as a family. Um, and it was apparent that it didn't really stack up. We could make everything work, but um, our relationship, Edward and my, my relationship, would have been in jeopardy, and it wasn't a risk that we were prepared to take for, for us or for our marriage. It was a really wise decision, but it was really hard to let go. It was a head decision. Um, and I loved, I loved the process of what we'd got just gone through. So as the year progressed, I felt more and more frustrated, really. It was a year to create a scene and I wasn't doing anything. Um, some days I was really good at being patient and other days I really wasn't. So I really had to seek God's influence around, around those desires in my skill set again. So at the end of August, a couple of um, chance conversations and, and God's fingertips um, all over this process resulted in us looking at another business that was up for sale, Blue Tulip Interiors. At the beginning of the process, Glenn had a word for us, which was seamless transition. And it was incredible to see God's influence and design over the investigation and the confirmation part of the process of buying, of buying Blue Tulip. People and situations fell into place. Our accountant was really positive and um, things that had been a problem in the other business were just so easily ticked off. Um, God's handiwork was really evident right from the outset and the speed at which this whole process took place was phenomenal. We owned the business within about six weeks of, tr of really looking into it. God had been waiting for the right timing as always, the right business, the right people and the right situation. So when we indeed got to that point, it was truly a seamless transition for me and for Edward and for our family. Lance talks about the concept of convergence, when what you love, your dreams and your desires um, translate with God into whatever context that is for you. For me, at this time, it was business. I love what I do. I love going to work. I'd pay to do what I'm doing right now. It's stimulating, it's fulfilling, and it's really, really fun. I passionately believe that Christians should be in every sector of society, influencing positively. I have the opportunity in my business day to operate honestly with integrity and to bring God's joy and his solutions to our business and to the other businesses and ultimately the people that intersect with us. God showed me a really clear picture in church just before I got my feet under the desk um, and started in the business. When I go into people's homes and into their businesses, I'm carrying his peace with me and it's a privilege. I mustn't ever forget this. As I go about my work day, his influence is brought with me into every environment that I pass through, but it extends beyond that physical place. He desires the opportunities that we bring in by being in business because he wants to partner with us. So if you have any hopes and dreams, I encourage you to dream with God. He's the biggest dreamer of dreams, and his dreams extend beyond what our dreams are. And sometimes you feel like those dreams aren't ever going to come to a fruition or you don't have the finance behind you or whatever that is. But um, God's desire for you to 
outwork those dreams is greater than even than yours. So, it's awesome, Katie. Let's give a, a hand. Thank you so much for sharing this morning and um, just touching on just the uh, like that commission side of what you talked about. That you know we are all called to something that has great purpose around it, and there's no other more spiritual calling than your calling. Uh, like, you know, the pastor is not the, you know, I'm not the only spiritual guru here. You guys all are, all right? So, yeah, we've all got, we've all got spiritual calls in, in, into the marketplace, a call to our community and business. That is a, an incredible, significant call in God. And so I love how you did, did the due diligence as well, had a desire in your heart, stepped out in faith, but stayed aware of what the markers were around you at that time and discerned that actually this was not the right business initially, but you, then you didn't just shelve it. You went back again and and pursued that call and that, that they looked out for those opportunities. So yeah, great, great stuff. So I just want to invite uh, Peter Frew up now. Let's give Peter Frew, Peter the Rock Frew a hand this morning. As I did in the uh, first service, uh, Peter, I just want to honour your generosity and being such an incredible blessing to the house. Like Peter and Lynn have both been incredibly generous with their time, uh, their love, their heart, their finances for this church for over 20 years, uh, probably closer to 30 years now, actually. Uh, so <laughs> they are like they're well invested in what God's doing uh, in this uh, in this church. And so I just wanted to ask Peter some um, questions this morning, just because I so honour him and honour the lifestyle of generosity that they have in their family. Uh, so Peter, first question, when did you first start giving and why? Well, after I made a decision to follow the Lord Jesus Christ, that was the major turning point. Yeah. And um, really, um, what Jesus did for us uh, really impacted me, obviously. And um, also the love I had for him and his love for me. And when you really love somebody, you want to bless them. And it was just all part of that, um, wanting to give um, back to the Lord, what he's given to me, um, because, you know, he's provided so much. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's awesome. It is so awesome. And how have you seen God's uh, goodness at work in your finances and then reaching beyond, you know, your own world to others? Well, um, you know, he's he's blessed me with a good job and a good income. And so with that, there's obviously a responsibility that um, because he's done that, that um, I want to bless others. Mm. And so that's all part of of the uh, giving process. Mm. Um, And, you know, just there have been a whole lot of different things that were involved with giving, um, a number of charities and and, uh, different organisations and people. But um, in all that... Um, we there's so many possibilities and so many different things you could give to. Mm. You just got to be really wise on that one. And I've found. I mean, you obviously have to ask the Lord. Yeah. Know, is this what I should be doing? Yeah. And the other thing is to uh, when it comes to a major uh, thing that we've done. Yeah. That uh, it's just that you know that you know. Yeah. That uh, this is what God wants you to do. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And one of the things we have done is uh, when we're over in Cambodia, we can make connection with a, uh, an organisation, NGO group over there, and the uh, guy running that wanted to start micro-enterprises um, 
and provide an, a fund to do that for people. Mm. And uh, he didn't, didn't have anything to do, okay. and there was no money. So we felt uh, that we're to be the seed, I yeah. guess, for, for this happening. And so we uh, provided the starting uh, right. income for that. And uh, what I enjoy about that was that it wasn't just giving a handout to people, it was giving a hand up. Yeah. And so people were able to mm. um, just draw from that for uh, starting a business and then they would pay it back and then someone else would be able to oh. use it. So it was money going round and round. So yeah, it was yeah. good. Mm. That's awesome, yeah. And um, as I did in the first service, I just want to um, also just make you guys aware actually of the the sacrifice that w- the way that these guys actually give sacrificially is incredible and so Peter and Lynn actually own uh, this building they've owned this building for about 15 years and they actually lease it to the church at uh, below a quarter of the market rate for this area that they could uh, lease it for because they have a heart to see God's kingdom extended in this church facility. They don't see this firstly as a, uh, an investment for their own personal gain, and they haven't asked me to say this, all right, so I'm not doing it. <laughs> Lynn said she asked me not to, apparently, but Peter said, he said it was okay. So... <laughs> <laughs> I just I wanted I wanted to bring honour to these guys for the commitment and the sacrifice that you, you guys turn up here. Yeah. Like and I, and I know it might be an awkward conversation with me and Lynn later, uh, but. I'm going to leave immediately after church. So, um, <laughs> what I what I, <laughs> I I wanted to bring this to light because this building we don't own this building. This is owned by someone else that gives us a, a, an incredible deal because they care so much about the heart of God and that He is released to people's lives through a space and an avenue. So we just wanted to bring that honour and that reality around uh, today. So thanks, Peter Heats, for sharing this morning. Yeah. And lastly, I would like to welcome Rowanna up the front this morning. <laughs> welcome, Rowanna. So good to have you here. Thank you. We love you. It's so good that you married Jared. And came to our family, Uh, you know, it's just super good. Balance to the force, Jared says, (laughs) because there was significant imbalance. Anyway, uh, let's move on. Uh, So, Ryan, how have you seen God at work in your finances? Well, uh, Jared and I have had lots of times in our marriage when we've had significant financial blessings or, or miracles that we've received. And so I'd like to tell you about two of them that were particularly important to us. And about five and a half years ago, we received a prophecy from some friends that we would be receiving checks in the mail and that we would own multiple houses. And so uh, about a month after that, we were pretty broke and we were driving home and we thought, oh, actually, hey, let's, let's pray about this now that we're broke. And then while we were praying, Jared had he remembered, hey, we had that prophecy for checks in the mail. So 
we were thanking God for checks in the mail and we get home and I thought, well, actually, I'm just going to open this letter that I'd had sitting on the table because it had Merry Christmas on it. So I was like, yeah. I'd been saving it for Christmas, but I was like, actually, I'll just, I'll just check it. And so I opened it and there was a check in that envelope for $2,000. And so that was amazing for us. It was about a week before our first son, Judah, was born. And so we'd just moved up from Invercargo. It was a new place and, and, you know, we'd dropped down to one income. It was a really tough time for us. And we were able to receive that blessing from God. And then the other one, um, I mentioned the prophecy said only multiple houses. We own a house in Invercargo and when we moved up here, we rented it out. We tried to sell it, but we couldn't. And so we were renting it against our bank accounts, protests. And so it, I was aware of the income that we made and I was aware that, you know, if you, we wanted to get a second mortgage, you need a higher income than if you're getting a first mortgage, especially because we didn't have a deposit for a second house because it was already in our first house. And so a few years after that prophecy, we were working with the bank trying to get our second mortgage approved so that we could buy a house up here in Canterbury. And we had continued to be thanking God for that prophecy. So the first one checks in the mail, we got to the breaking point before we were like, hey, let's thank God and honour him for this. But this other one with owning multiple houses, even though I didn't understand how it could happen, I would, we would still be praying for it. And each night when I put the kids to bed, I would be praying with the kids and we would be thanking God for owning multiple houses. And so it got down to the point where... Our contact at Westpac rang me uh, one morning and said, hey, look, sorry, you actually, you just don't make enough money for us to be able to give you the loan that you need. So I text Jared saying, hey, look, we didn't get the loan. And then he bumped into Sean Bellamy. Uh, it was a Thursday morning. He bumped into Sean Bellamy here outside church and told Sean, and Sean was like, oh, it's easy. I'll just hire Rowena. And so then, you know, so within minutes of me texting Jared, telling him the problem, Jared saw Sean. Sean told Jared that. Jared rang me. I rang the bank. And the lady was like, actually, that's fine. That's all the income you need. We're happy to authorise your loan. Just give us a contract. And it's awesome. And so that was amazing. Like, I was eight and a half months pregnant with Ruby. You don't just go offering an eight and a half month pregnant lady a job so easily. (laughs) But Sean did. And it was amazing. And so... That got us through a really hard time, and I don't, uh, I don't know that we, we didn't have any other options to increase our income at that stage. So that was an amazing blessing from God, and so those two examples, it happened instantly. But it hasn't happened instantly every time. Other times we've had to wait one or two months before we received the breakthrough that we needed, but we've continued to learn and to grow and to trust in God. And so our level of faith for our expectation for our finances has just continued to grow over the years. Good word. Well, yeah, well said. And it's like that. It's not what you know, it's who you know. Yep. And who we know knows who we need to know. And so he makes all those connections for us, doesn't he? And so really cool to hear that unpack, um, Rowena. So um, last question is, how do you prioritise giving to God through your life, your family? Well, um, with our money, giving uh, giving tithes to God, giving our 10% tithes to God before anything else is actually is the most important thing to me. Like, for me, I would never compromise on that. On times when we have been struggling, it's not something that I would ever change. I would never decrease our tithes because that is just so important to me. It is just part of who I am that I would give to God first. 
and I find it really easy to give the tithes because it's not our, I don't see it as our money. I don't see it coming in and then, oh, but I could have used that this week. Yes, I could have, but it doesn't matter because that tithe, it was always going to be going back to God. And so I find that so easy and I love to be able to do that. But giving offerings on top of the tithes, that's not always so easy for me because that's always an additional. It's never been in the budget. And there was a time last year when Thrive did the big give offering where we took up a special offering to be able to support some local community initiatives. And Glenn was doing the big give message and I was sitting down over there and I asked God how much he wanted us to give. And he gave me a figure and it was actually pretty much all of our savings. And just that week I had decided what we were going to spend that money on in our house. And one of the things was we were going to buy a new front door because our current door doesn't work. And so I was like, I'd like a new front door and all these other things for our house that I would like to use that savings for. So I was sitting in the service and I was just crying because it was so hard for me to be giving the money that I wanted for my house to something that I, to the community initiative that I didn't even feel like I cared about enough. I was like, I don't want to give my savings to, to these things that I'm not interested in. I want to give my savings to my house because I live there. I want nice things in my house. But that wasn't important because God had told me I needed to give that money to him for the big give offering. And so it was uh, just reminding me that his priorities are my priorities and that he was prioritising the big give over what I personally felt like the money should go to. And so then I, even though I was crying, I was happy to give the money, but I was crying a lot. I was... <laughs> Jared had to hold my hand. I was like filling up these forms. <laughs> cry, cry. I'm filling out the form, and and then Jared like held my hand and helped me walk up the front so I could put it in the pledge bucket. And I was crying all through the rest of the worship. But I was just like, it was so hard, but I don't regret it one bit because it was it was what God needed the money to go to. Well, uh, I love what you said. Uh, his priorities are my priorities, mm-hmm. and that. Is a real, it really, it's a heart issue as well, isn't it? When we start, you know, including God in those things that are really kind of sacred to us and those zones that may have been precious to us, and that's, you know, that's no touchy God. And then, but being able to actually say, God, I want to prioritize you first and and let you in, it's actually quite a painful experience as well. (laughs) But deeply, deeply uh, fulfilling. And um, like I want to honour these guys this morning as well, but, um, because many of us uh, who are called into ministry, especially in sort of small to medium-sized churches, actually we take a, 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 a big step of faith because it, we, we um, may only be able to be paid for one or two days a week. So it's bivocational. You've got to find uh, another job or something like that. And so there's always, there's often, not always, a tension around finances. And these guys have stewarded so well and so diligently. And it's not like they're always short of money because they haven't stewarded well. It's just because it is what it is and God's calling them to grow and he's calling them to, a, to have an, go on an adventure with him in their finances. And they will do things and give things and, and get things that they never would have had, whether that's stuff or opportunities, if they hadn't actually engaged with God in this process and in their heart. And like Gareth has said, stepped out in a faith partnership with God. So let's give Rowanna a hand this morning for sharing, because that was so, so, so great, Rowena. 
If we can grab the band up now, that'd be uh, awesome. Um, so that kind of brings our, our, our True Riches series uh, to a close. And, and in doing that, I just want to remind you of, uh, of, of the why that we got into this. And, and uh, a few years ago, about a year and a half ago, I had a dream um, one night. And um, this became a real catalyst for kind of like where I believe God's taking us as a church and then also as a, as a region, Canterbury, and as a nation. But this was a dream, all right? I was at Christchurch uh, Airport. I walked out onto the runway. Um, as you do, uh, and three big waves just appeared um, full of water, and um, the first wave just about to, it broke over me, and as it broke over me, I was absolutely terrified, because who knows when you're in a dream, and you're like, oh, this is real, and then it turned to rain, and I didn't die, but I woke up, and I knew God would saying something, and I was like, you know, God, what are you, are you going about to land, or something about to take off, or what is it, so, and then uh, a couple of nights later, I had another dream, and I'm talking to God in the dream. I'm just like, as you do at a coffee shop, and I'm talking to God, and that's all right. And I'm, I just said, hey, God, what was the dream about? And he said, oh, three, you know, what were the three waves about? And he said, first wave was a wave of finances. The second wave was a wave of souls. And the third wave was a wave of glory. And um, so we've been, I've just been sort of thinking, how, that dream never, like I'm thinking about that often because it felt like such a God dream. And so one of these reasons why we've talked about the true riches and finances is that as we talk about this realm, as we steward our finances well, well I'm believing God's going to start breaking open doors, opportunity, money's going to flow, resources are going to flow to see His kingdom extended. You know, the Bible says that, you know, that He cannot trust to us true riches if we cannot handle worldly wealth. True riches could be souls, could be His glory. And so I want to make sure that we've done all that we can to actually steward the realm of finances and our generosity and, and, and all that sort of thing just well, just well, so that we know that we've done this. We've done this. We've done our due diligence in this. And now, Lord, just bring on the souls and bring on the glory. We're ready for a harvest, and we're ready to see your kingdom multiplied in our community. Let's stand this morning, and we're going to go out with a song today. You know, if you've been, um, just over the last few weeks, if you felt really challenged in this series, like you actually need to step out, you don't know how to step out with your finances, I'd just like to pray and release a dynamic of faith around your life. You know, God's not calling you into something that is going to hurt you. It's just going to be a blessing to you. And it's going to take a step of faith to activate, be activated in your life if it's a new thing. And I'd like to see that imparted to you today. So if you need, if you want to step into this as a faith thing and say, I don't know what adventure I'm going on, God, but I'm going to step into this, then, then respond as the song is happening and we'll pray for you uh, in closing. So go on and have a great week. Thanks, fans.